Welcome to 90 Day Have Your Say, a podcast on our favorite reality show and yours, 90 Day Fiance. DeGill? DeBay? Are you ready to break this down? Let's make a limo porn. <laughs> Let's not. Okay. That was Juliana and Michael. Is yeah, is Michael being creep, creepy as could possibly be. Totes, what is, are they growing on you? They're, she's growing on me. They're, his entire family, I think, saves his ass by normalizing him. Otherwise, him on his own, he'd be the creepiest, quote unquote, forty-two-year-old who ever lived. Yeah, that, well, that's what I said in the first episode. I said he it's set up as well as it could possibly be set up for him because his kids are super smart. They've immediately taken, by the way, to Juliana, which is real cute, especially the daughter, Cece. Uh, and then his ex-wife is, while, while being a bit of a straightforward woman, she is still very smart. And, you know, he, it's set up for success. Yeah. The proof is in the pudding because she's raised those kids and those kids are fantastic. Yeah. They're smart. They're funny. They're playful. They're considerate. I mean, they're joining in with Michael to make Juliana's, you know, um, entry into the U.S., you know, like welcome and having an American meal and bonding in that way. So I think it's really cute and he really is a very very lucky man yeah and Cece, whose face is taken right off of her father's face max's face right off of his mother's face she goes in there and they do that little bunnies thing with their hair in the bathrooms it's adorable totally adorable yeah she took right to her so so you know although i initially ranked them as like second least likely to succeed i did acknowledge that it was set up and i think we're seeing that so far i'm sure there's drama to come but um, by drama you mean drama? Mm-hmm. Okay. You you don't think he's forty two? I like I said it before. He's maybe he's forty two, but he's then he's like far too overworked or drinks too much or I don't know what. He's just uh, I say this as a Jewish man, not a Jew. <laughs> what does that mean? He's just a very Connecticut sailing yacht going. Yeah, but what does that have to do with his aging face? No, just the way that he his manner is very, you know, Gentile New England. Thank you. Okay. I'll show myself out. Thank you. <laughs> Irrelevant. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for showing up, DeGill. I'll show myself out. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, we like them, I guess. Why is he sweating all the time? Yeah, he schwitz a lot. A lot of schwitzing. Schwitzing. <laughs> I said that for your sake. Thank you. So I can understand. <laughs> I appreciate you putting it in terms I can understand. I love when Max and Cece do their little uh, Testim- testimonials. Oh, my God. They sit side by side, and they both put their arms behind their backs with their hands clasped. Yes. It's so adult. It's so adorable, adults. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're the cutest, cutest, cutest. Yeah. So- what do you think about the ex-wife... Cece and Max's mom coming in and saying, nice to meet you. However, I do not wish for you to parent. Um, you know, there might have been a softer way to say it, maybe. But that's just that's just quibbles. You know, like, I mean, I think she... she but the didn't... fundamental request, parent or not parent, what do you... Where do you come down on that? I don't know. The, uh, with her, I, I don't know. I was fine with it. I mean, I, we, we already knew that she was straightforward. Was, we were set up for that. But the, uh, okay, as the kids said, they're cl- Juliana's closer to their age than she is to her, right. the mother's age. Right. So I think that's part of that. Okay, if you care what I think, I'm going to tell you. 
Hey, what do you think? <laughs> thank, thank you for asking, DeGill. Uh-huh. Okay. I think that it is fine to say, listen, I'm the mom, he's the dad, we don't need another parent coming in, it just sort of convolutes everything. However, since she will be spending, at, you know, we think 50% of the time, maybe they have a different arrangement, 40, 60, who knows, um, but a significant amount of the time with the kids, I would have made the request of, don't need you to parent per se, but if you could enforce our parenting right. rules, then that would be helpful instead of just, you're the fun stepmom and you can do whatever they, you know, they can do whatever they want when they're with you. That's not fair either. Um, so I thought it was a relatively benign request, but I don't think it's like 100% hands off. You cannot parent. I don't think that's realistic because, well, what about bedtime? What about brushing teeth? What about you have to help enforce these things if they're going to be in your house? Yeah, you you said it better than I did. I mean, that's what I meant by there's probably a better sure to way. Sure to go. <laughs> that's probably what, <laughs> that's what I meant by there's a better way to say what she said because I think it was a little it was probably a little too harsh, a little too forward. And what you said is perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I don't need another parent, but and that was the way to say it. So well done on your part. Well, thank you, Gill. You're welcome. You know what I'm waiting to talk about, right? What? Oh, come on, Tanya and Sinjin. Sinjin! Tanya and Sinjin, everybody. Uh, where do we begin? Uh, let me begin with this. Tanya is everything that I thought she was. She is the most you ridiculous, called it. bossy. I, I said they were the last people, the last couple to have a ch- chance. That was my... Uh, you did? Yeah, you they ranked were, them they fifth. They were the bottom because of this reason. Very Because good. they were completely opposite. She is right. completely bossy, who has all these ambitions... He has, you know, we don't know if he has ambition yet, but really at the core it was the fact that she thinks the fucking world revolves around her. And she, you know, that construction thing with the shed, by the way, A, selfish of her to have left it as is until he arrived, uh, whether for a quote-unquote test of him or not. Who the fuck is she to give him a test? And then when, like, she wanted him to do stuff, she's constantly giving him directions. She doesn't give him any space to carry out those directions. She basically took his privates in her hands. That's what she tried to do. And she thinks she's right the whole time. She even says, she goes, basically, our relationship is, our communication is great. I tell Sinjin what to do, and he does it. So annoying. Oh, get out So annoying. It was somebody's, I, it's not mine, it's a meme, but someone was like, she didn't do shit on that shed, mm-hmm. but yet she had time to make a fucking banner. That's right. You know, like, those, her priorities are the only priorities. It's what matters the most, and everyone should get on board. Yep. And that's why, you, remember we said, oh, we like her two friends. They're like, they're just, they're the agreeers, you know, and that's... Who, obviously who she surrounds herself with you know these friends who seem like just really good girlfriends because they're always agreeing with her yeah no you said it, it, it if she has a she, queen hypocrisy if she's doing something that's not you know what she would expect of somebody else that's okay she could do whatever she wants whenever she wants banner first <laughs> shed whatever i think sinjin would have rathered having a, a shed that was livable, at least there not no boxes on the bed, as opposed to a fucking banner in the middle of Times Square. Who cares? He said it a couple episodes ago, and he said, or maybe it was this episode, where he said, no, it was two episodes ago, where he said, 
it's your story, and I'm just an actor in it. Except he said it with a South African accent. Try it. I can't say it. It's your story. I can't do it. You always turn into 1950s detective. Um, And he's right. That's exactly what it is. And by the way, she has, you know, like that one time she said, well, don't come at me with this. You know, I'm coming at you. She immediately goes on this offensive. Oh, uh, about the baby thing. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, I'm I'm doing you. I'm doing you a concession by saying three years and not two. All right, but like. Are we gonna ever have a conversation about this where it's like yeah. a mutual thought? They should have exchange? had the conversation before they made the commitment to get married. I'd be I wouldn't last thirty seven seconds with her. Oh, I would place all my money on twelve seconds. Yes. Just enough time for you to say Deuces, biatch. Deuces. Now, the only caveat to that is her breasts are growing every possible minute that goes by. So there is that. They just continue to expand in our continuing breast updates on this particular podcast. But that's what would keep you engaged? That was the only thing that would get me to 15 seconds. (laughs) And after that, I'd be like, okay, we're Boobies. (laughs) Boobies. But then I'd be out. Um, Yeah, because I just, I don't think they have any shot whatsoever because... She is of all the of all the girls we've seen on this ninety day fiance franchise who have how can I put this and from my male perspective decided that they're the boss and that everything should be a servant to them. By the way, Pow, Pow, the greatest example of that with Russell, right? Russell has not found his privates for years in Pow's <laughs> presence because she is the queen of the world. And he must acquiesce to her every whim. And by the way, God forbid, we see it in Pillow Talk, you by the way. You see it in Pillow Talk. You see it in he Pillow Talk. He can't say anything. Do you think she's beautiful? <laughs> you oh. can't say that. I can say that. But she can say it. So there's there's a bunch of that. And I got to tell you, I don't know how you feel. I know you think it's a very, I'm coming from a very one-sided perspective on that. But it drives me crazy because you don't see the guys acting like that. By and large. They have their own shit. But you can't... But we are not comparing apples to apples when you're talking about men and women. So let's just... Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Remember that, Dickel. Who else can I offend? I'm the, the apple. You're the pear. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Pear. Okay. Tell me what you think about probably the most quote-unquote shocking part about this episode and maybe even the entire series of 90 day fiance them introducing a character oh yes who is a porn star so robert and his dominican dandy annie um it's such a weird scene first of all they live in winter park florida which is a i guess suburban orlando and there's already the conflict of everything you know clearly Annie wants Gucci and Chanel and whatever, and she wants to, you know, who knows what Robert promised her when she came to the U.S. So there's already that conflict because Robert's a tightwad. And we learn in this episode that he has five kids by four women. So that makes sense why he's such a tightwad, right? But one of the kids, the only kid that we have met, is this cute little boy, Bryson. And so then they have this weird scene. It's almost like they, they crowbarred this into the so show. So produced. It's like, okay, Annie and Robert with Bryson are going to meet Bryson's baby mom, Bryson's mama's parents, meaning Bryson's grandparents, who then try 
to the, the grandmother, specifically then tries to sort of like Grill her. delve into Annie's business, which makes no real life sense, right? Like if you and I, let's, let's say, uh, well, no, no, hold on, no. let's say you were my baby mama, okay? Mm-hmm. Imagine, oh, does it feel good, by the way? You're my baby mama, okay? <laughs> but then you disappear, we have a kid named Bryson. But because I feel like I want to have Bryson's mother's side in my life, in, in his life. life, excuse me, but you're not around, I'll go to your parents. Mm-hmm. Your parents would then grill my new girlfriend? Well, they shouldn't unless this is, but this is the entire conflict between 90 Day Fiance characters and their families. It's because they're always suspicious of the foreigner that they're bringing into their lives and like, wait, 90 days? Who are you? And so that's really, that's why she's grilling her. But this one is particularly strange, right? So Annie and this, this, uh, Robert's baby mama's ex-mother-in-law is or mother is happens to be a porn star add an additional layer to it it's a layer that is so <laughs> irrelevant i mean i don't know like do you think it's irrelevant well, because well that's what that's, that, what, I was, that's, a, that's what i was trying to do it step by step so before we even get to the porn star it's already, it's already kind of weird right it's already a little weird but yes then it's then we find out that she is by the way, like a legit adult porn star. Her, we might have Googled her. We we might have. <laughs> she goes by Diamond something. I can't remember if it was Diamond Fox or Diamond Star or something. Right. But anyway, she introduces her. She's Stephanie, I guess, I think is her name on this show. And one of the very first things that come out of her mouth when she sits on the bench in the park with Annie asking her, are you on birth control and all kinds of ridiculously invasive, you know, as Annie calls her, rude questions. Yeah. She's very, her opener is like, hey, just so you know, because, you know, I don't want you to find out on your own. I get a little upset about that. I'm an adult film star. And Annie's like, what did you say? And she's like, yeah, I'm a porn star. Like, she had to open with that, which was another thing of like, okay. But then she's making moral, morality judgments. She and her husband of 20 years, who, as you pointed out, was like right out of central casting for... For that molesty kind of molesty. husband who molesty. manages his porn star wife's career. <laughs> Douchey porn star husband guy. But she, the porn star, is like making all these moral judgments about Annie. Like, who the f- Are you kidding me? And Annie, by the way, what's interesting is... Well, no, we're not judging porn stars. I mean... No, 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 no. I'm saying, but the fact... I'm not judging a porn star, but the porn star has the nerve to judge Annie? Like, okay, I don't have to judge the porn star, but she shouldn't be judgy, right? Well, it's different. Like I said, it doesn't matter what her career choice is. She still is going to be suspicious of this person that's come here after knowing Robert for a day. A day. I mean, they really should be grilling Robert, but... For the sake of the show and production value, she's grilling Annie, and it was all so contrived... Okay, you know how I know you, you judge. Know. You know how I know you're judging a porn star and you're acting like you don't judge it for the purposes of this podcast. I am not. You know what? You know how you? you know how I know? Because when Bryson kissed the porn star on the oh, lips, oh, well, so that's did, not judgy. Uh, that's legit. Uh, don't kiss that... a porn star on the lips. Do you <laughs> know where those lips have been? <laughs> Thank you. God. Dicks. That's where they've been. <laughs> okay. Well, Dicks, vaginas, and the defense rests. <laughs> no, that's a. That's logistical. Oh, like, my God. That's, anyway, 
Anyway, don't you for sort of – it made you sympathize with Annie a bit though, right? Because Annie was oh, right. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm team Annie with a Y, 100%. Uh, in every scene that Robert ends up in a restaurant with Annie, they end up arguing about some shit. They all end bad. And in this one, Annie f- goes through Robert's social media. Yeah, and he's got to old chick. bitches on his social media. Fucking scrub that shit, you dummy. <laughs> this is what Robert's point is. It's all in the past. What do you care? So you think he should just take all those old bitches, as, as she calls them. As, yeah, as his a, argument is, it's in the past, it doesn't matter. But so, if it doesn't matter, and it's in the past, then get rid of them. But then he flips the script on her and says, where am I on your, your social media? And then I said, well, you is ugly, so that's why she are not on her <laughs> social No, I'm kidding. Um, we're not talking about, she's not posting, she doesn't have ex-boyfriends or ex-mens on her Instagram. Mm. right? He's just complaining that he's not featured on her Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I initially said that they have the they have the best chance, or the second best chance behind the non communication couple, uh, from the guy from the Ukraine. The beekeepers. Yeah, the beekeepers. That they had the second best chance of sticking together these two because Annie and Robert. Yeah, Annie and Robert because Robert loves her curve so much. Yeah, we didn't know about the five kids or the five also, kids by the four mothers. He is. I'm sorry. Are Are we going to be honest? Please. He's well, not bright. All right. Well, it's true. really difficult to deal to manage people who cannot reason because they just don't have the mental capacity. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm sorry. Did you just yawn? No, 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 no. I was pondering your deep, 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 deep thought about them. Um, so yeah, I mean they're fascinating to watch. The porn star element is this brand new layer of of strangeness to no, it. No, it's just shock value. TLC is so gutter. Well, in the Google search, found out that she had other reality show appearances too. So she's she's trying for a second life. But you know what? Hmm. TBH. Yeah. IRL. Mm-hmm. She is a grandmother. Yeah. She looks amazing. Yeah, well, she's been through it. Doesn't look like she has. She looks fantastic. All right. Shout out to him. You know who also looks fantastic? Bojangles, <laughs> Mike's. Uh, how can I put this? Was his he uncle. relative? His uncle. His uncle. Uncle Bo, who lives on his ranch in the state of Washington, in whatever the town was in Washington. Mike and Natalie from Ukraine. From Ukraine. Kiev. Kiev. Uh, we both are fascinated by the fact that Natalie does not open her mouth when, when she talks. Yeah, it's true. She says she sounds a little like this. I want, I want peace and I want love in my life. I want babies, and I don't know. Mike want baby now, but I want baby. <laughs> Muck, Muck is a six foot seven giant, who I want to climb, and I want to have babies within the United States. My girlfriends don't seem to think so so much. But if I could only figure out a way to open my mouth, maybe it's not done any better. <laughs> and you wouldn't need all the subtitles that we give on it. The other thing that bothers you about her is she, her body is in constant motion when she talks. Okay, you guys, please watch and observe Natalie from Kiev, Ukraine. She is a body mover when she talks. And that to me is an indication that she's like, she likes, you know, uh, speaking with dramatic effect. It's indicative of somebody who 
is basically saying, look at me, look at me. I think I'm classy. I think I'm classy, sophisticated person who likes to climb mountains and do sport. I want to climb Everest, but I do not want to open my mouth. My body moves at all times when I talk because everything I say is so dramatic and so important. Yes, and I don't know that my husband make is going to have enough money. And I don't know that I'd like to live on a farm, but I'm, I don't know nothing, but I think that I am very fabulous and I want just peaceful life with babies. And she has two girlfriends to check her as well. One of which is this uh, girl in the yellow who is about 30,000 times more attractive than Natalie is and who should probably be the, the breakout star of this show. But she's basically telling Natalie, she's like, this dude's a manager at a construction company. He's not going to be able to give it you anything. Manager of a construction company who has, by the way, a uh, toothless uncle, Bojangles, who lives on his farm. <laughs> Could you imagine meeting <laughs> Bojangles in real life? Like, uh, There's one scene on that ranch where Bojangles literally comes out of a hole in the wall. <laughs> It's like, where did he come from? You just knew he was going to be there? Oh, my. I 100% Sharp Entertainment chose Mike, okay, because of Bojangle. They're like, all right, let's we get time to meet your family. We're still screening you. And they meet Bo, and they're like, hired. Look, the, we, we do subtitles on Natalie from, the U, from Ukraine. Bojangles has subtitles, too. <laughs> you can't understand a word he's saying. Look at Bojangles. Oh Bo. My. Do you think that he is sober? Oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Oh, and then they put that blue liquid in their lake so they can have a little blue lagoon. What the hell is that about? I have no idea. No idea. But, you know, we have to determine what do we think is the long term, because this wasn't part of our initial group of five, right? They came later, Mike and Natalie. Right. Do we think they make it? And my, my attitude with them is I have no idea. I... Do not think they make it for long term at all, not even close, because her, you know, her girlfriend said Natalie's ex-husband was, you know, like he was apparently some big time guy and he was an owner of something. He was the owner, not a manager. Right. right. She was making that distinction. And then children, I think, children will be beautiful. That's right. Uh-huh. And I think that Mike has a temper that we probably haven't seen yet. Why do you say that? I don't know. Something about him tells me that he probably won't handle very well when Natalie makes demands that he can't meet. All right, which brings us to another brand new couple. Another brand new couple. First time meeting Blake and Jasmine from Finland. Oh, there is nothing but but shallow... Uh, commentary here on their visual appearances, right? Nothing else. Because we don't know nothing. All right, fine, fine, fine. I'll engage. For, first of all, Blake, why the blonde hair? Looks better without it. Yep, all the pictures of him without blonde hair, he looks fabulous. All of a sudden, the blonde hair, he's like, what, what are you doing? So Blake finds this girl, Jasmine, from? I believe Finland. I think you're right. Jasmine also happens to have a sister who lives 10 minutes away from fucking Blake in Los Angeles. In L.A. Hmm... Now, that's interesting. What do Jasmine and her sister have in common? Fillers. <laughs> Gobs of facial work before they're even 30 years old. So much so that neither of them smile. The thing about it is, though, Jasmine arrives, right, without smiling from her long trip from Finland, 
Blake could not be happier. I know, so psyched. And Jasmine doesn't appear to really be feeling him. She's like, yeah, I'm going to go to sleep alone. Yeah, exactly. She keeps throwing in alone. Yeah, I like my alone time. I, I'm very happy. I'm now very sad. I'm now very surprised. My expression hasn't changed. I'd also like to be alone. Well, her face is frozen, you see. Yeah. So I don't know what to say about them other than what was that weird thing where before he went into the Uber to go pick up Jasmine's sister to go pick up Jasmine, the last thing they show is him picking up this thing from his bed. Yeah, it and we was both like a, we went we rewound it because we didn't know what it was. Yeah, it was like a wooden toy, like one of those things. It's like a ball that's attached to a string, and then you like throw it up and you try and catch it in the little socket. Oh, I used to do that when I was eleven. <laughs> eleven, try seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he then, when she eventually does get home and takes a shower, we see him grabbing it and like playing with it to pass the time. So he's an interesting character. He's interesting. Yeah. And he's got an interesting laugh, and 100% they are ranked last. Yeah, there's no chance. She hates him already. I mean, she's here for the sister and the visa in America and L.A. I mean... Well, which leads us to one last couple. Your number one ranked couple. Yeah, because we didn't see Sasha and, you know... Emily. Emily. They weren't in this episode. But the number one couple, why? Because they don't communicate, and so I think they have the best shot at longevity. The beekeepers. It, the beekeepers. And there was that cute scene in this movie where, in this uh, episode rather, where Anna, in her desire to make uh, Marcel feel at home or homish in Nebraska, decides, you know what, I'm going to take him to my bees. That way he's in his element. And so they go to this field where she keeps her bees. It's so cute. It's adorable, right? Uh-huh. She kisses him, and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh, can I play Marcel? Yes. Okay. You be Anna and ask me anything. Okay. Uh, are you having fun? Yes! <laughs> uh, uh, do you enjoy the bees? Okay! <laughs> How about the, the scene where she then takes him to a party with all her friends? She's like, yeah. let's see how he gets along with and all she, my friends. Right. But, it, but, but to be fair to Anna, she preps him and she's like, I'd really like you to try and communicate yes. with my friends. And he says... It doesn't go so well. Yes! Yeah, it doesn't go Anna! so well. Anna! And, okay, so she ends up getting upset, Yeah. right? Because she's talking to her girlfriend outside and she says, you know, communication has been difficult. And I can imagine for someone like Anna, um, who I believe is... Probably a really funny, fun-loving person. I think you're right. And that banter with her is so fun. She seems like a really sharp, funny girl. Yeah. Yeah. And if she can't express herself in that way, which is probably a a really amazing part of her personality, that she doesn't really feel like herself. And to not feel like yourself around your man, that's a really, really sad, difficult existence, right? Because she can't banter with him. and. It's all so limited. Like it, it, you. She really is speaking English, like you would speak to a three-year-old or a two-year-old. Yeah. But okay, so obviously I was being, you know, trying to be funny when I said like the total lack of communication means they'll be, you know, the longest tenured. Were you? Well, I, you know, no, part of me <laughs> was, but but that's in a vacuum, right? Because what we saw in that scene is clearly okay. Real life doesn't impinge on you. 
you know, on your relationship at times. And it's not really realistic if he here's the thing about him. It's it's one thing to have a language barrier. And I think this is what you're saying. It's another thing to it, I don't know if he doesn't try, if he doesn't care. He just like if that was you, you would at least smile and you would try to ingratiate yourself. And even if there was a lot of effort involved, you would still try to be charming and likable. He doesn't seem to try that hard to me. He just sort of lingers in the background. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, I guess. It's kind of his personality, maybe. He's not. He's a guy. He's not that bubbly. He's yeah, but also... he's got this face with like no expression on it. It's not normal. Well, maybe, he, like I said, remember he's a little bit on the spectrum. Yeah, a lot on the spectrum. Yeah, but also, can you imagine? It's got to be really difficult, really not understanding 99% of what is being said around you. And like yeah. your English is so limited, you can't even engage even if you want to. I'm For sure. I just, for some reason with him, it doesn't look like it'll ever improve. Well, maybe that's because we see how attached to his country he is. He thinks everything about Turkey is the best. Yeah. And so he doesn't really feel at home in America or Nebraska. And this is all probably a big culture shock. And so, you know, I don't know, maybe a little bit of room for him to acclimate a little bit. I think yeah. that maybe that's what Anna's doing right now. We do learn that he's the expert beekeeper and like she's not as good of a beekeeper. She's a no- more of a novice, yeah. yeah. But it was, it was, it's always nice. It's like it's always cool to see someone in their element and especially if they have expertise in that area. It's mm-hmm. very hot and I could, you can tell in that scene where they're out with her bees, you know, he's like doing this, smoking them out and doing this and doing that and she's kind of, you know, getting turned on like she's she's totally. like yeah she's like yeah. that was hot watching him work those bees like yeah. i like watching him in his element and she was like giddy and playful and trying to kiss him and stuff mm-hmm. and he's just a little bit clueless he's like what anna <laughs> she's like kiss me <laughs> <laughs> he started beekeeping when he was seven or eight years old he had a family of beekeepers, his uncles and his grandfathers. So, as he said, it came from his ancestors. That's amazing. How much do beekeepers make? It can't be that lucrative, right? I would suspect now it kind of might be just because the demand, um, supply is down and demand is still there. Well, I mean, we need bees. Then who do we, like, which of these couples, which of these storylines do you find yourself enjoying for whatever reason? cringeworthiness being a possible reason, whatever it is, which storyline do you enjoy the most? Okay, you know who I really like watching now is Sinjin. Yes. Because I like putting, like seeing him put Tanya in her place, but he does it in a really very kind of respectful and logical way. Yes, I agree. He calls her out and he's like, yeah, but you're being too aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the way you say this, it comes off this way. Mm-hmm. And you act like... And he's very logical about it. It sounds reasonable. It's to the point. He's not, you know, making her feel bad or put her down or, like, getting mad back at her. So I like watching that. I agree. That's who, that's who I like watching the most, Sinjin and Tanya. And I think for me, Robert and Annie is the next most enjoyable because of the fact that he is... 
Dumb as rocks. He, well, you know how you know that when he talks about it? He goes, yeah, you know, I was a player back in the day, so I just, you know, I thought that was normal. To be, well, it's not normal to have five kids by four ladies, even if you were a player. Like, you could be a player and not have five kids. Sorry. Yeah, I'm so Team Annie because you know how I feel about people with, like... What do you think about her fashion? Choices. Choices. I think that if he brought her to a decent store, she'd... She'd have totally, she'd be great. But what about her current choices before he's bought her stuff? I think that she's doing well with what she can. Mm. If you don't have a ton of money right. to spend on you know, a wardrobe, then mm. you're kind of limited. Yeah. You know, it's like Darcy is buying up Givenchy and Dior and Chanel. So Oof. I'm like, I die for her looks. I don't think I'm good enough for you. <laughs> I miss Sometimes Dar- I don't think I'm good enough for you. I miss her so much. Are we getting the Darcy uh, Stacy uh, spinoff? I think we're getting something. Yes. Yeah, I think they're filming right now. Uh, so those are really the two couples that I like the most. I will tell you that of all, all the rest of them, you know, Sasha and, and Emily, eh. Um, just because I feel sorry for her. Um, I am kind of you getting... You feel a, sorry for who? For Emily because she had to give birth in that fucking whatever the fuck that was. But that was her dumb choice. Oh, she was in so much pain, though. Um, but she had a beautiful kid. That child is adorable. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. baby Dave. Baby Dave. They called her Dave. <laughs> hey, Dave. He's a full-fledged adult at that point. Oh, boy. my gosh. David Alexandrovich. David, okay, I understand. Yeah, but Dave. when you translate, yeah. Here's our baby, Dave. Uh, I, I may get into Mike and, and uh, Natalie because Natalie's accent is just fucking hilarious where she won't open her mouth. <laughs> yeah. So, bitch. That's what they am. And Bojangles is hilarious. So just from a hilarity standpoint. But, you know, not really... Uh, you know, the beekeepers are okay. I don't really love watching their scenes necessarily. Um, even though I like them, but mm-hmm. you know, kind of limited. And then uh, who'd we forget? One other. Oh, and then the new people the new with the Blake and uh, Jasmine. I, I like. I don't know how far that's. She's gonna out. Get. She's out. She's yeah. here in L.A. She's she just has to tolerate him until the paper, the yeah. green card comes through. Yeah. Uh, how much would you like to make a bet, DeGill? You're you're a gambling man. What? How much would you wager on the prospect of the grandmother of Bryson huh? doing a striptease? The, the porn thing hasn't ended. Something's going to happen pornish. 100%. Yeah, something's porn. You know where I thought when you said grandmother, um, Natalie's mother in the Ukraine loves Tom. I thought you were going to say she was going to do some kind of striptease or something. Mike. Mike. What did I say, Tom? Yeah, Mike. I, was, I thought you were going in some weird direction. But yeah, no, no. The porn thing will come back in some form. 100%. Yeah. And she'll... TLC and it, is not above And that. if it doesn't, old Stephanie, a.k.a. Diamond, whatever the fuck her name is, she will bring it up. Oh, yeah. For sure. I just... I think that she's going to incorporate it somehow. Do we do we think that this, this new uh, series then, this new... I think if you told me... That this is just going to be um, Sinjin and Tanya and Robert and Annie, and that there were like none of the other couples were gonna be on the show anymore. Yeah, I think I would be all in still. 
But if you told me the reverse, that those two are being eliminated, but everybody else is still going to be on it, I don't think I would be that excited so far. Okay. So Tanya and Sinjin and Robert and Annie are your two faves of this season. But, you know, faves, when I say faves, it's one of those things you can't deny. You just know what you're excited to see because whatever it is about that storyline resonates with you in some way, either to the good or to the bad. Yes. So those are the two for me. Yes, for sure. I get it. I yeah. get it. I would just miss seeing Anna and Marcel every week because I just am so Anna to me is such a breath of fresh air. Yeah, you know, I like she's Anna. She's so fucking normal and I'm so grateful for that. I, I will say I will I would like to see more of Max and Cece. They're cute in the Tom Juliana storyline too. So maybe <laughs> Why are you calling everyone Tom? Is that not Tom? What's his name? Michael? I don't know. The chances are, odds are good that his name is Michael. Or Tom. No, there was only ever one Tom and he was a douchebag. Oh, maybe I have it for Tom. So it was Michael? They're both Michaels? There's two Michaels on this show this year? Mike and Natalie from yeah. Ukraine and Juliana and I think Sophisticated classy lady. <laughs> I want to climb the Everest. Really I like sport. I like climb mountains. She likes to talk like this and... Yeah, so those are, those are my favorites, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, TLC is doing a pretty good job because I do want to applaud them for not showing us who. Who? Angela and Mackle. Which may explain the very late staggered start to both the Natalie-Michael storyline and the Blake-Jasmine storylines. Could be. Could be. They could have I think been. you're right. I think they quietly shooed Angela away off the show. Because remember, when this season was, was promoed, Angela and Michael were all in it. They were in the trailers. They yeah. were. Yeah. Yeah. Thank but, God they're not. So you're saying it's because of her reunion performance where she was aggressive. I think so, and I really hope so. That's really serious. Like, you cannot put your hands on anyone else's body. And she did to who? Avery's mom. Oh, you don't touch Avery's mom. No, you don't. Yeah. DeGill will come after you. Oh, yeah. I already forgot about Aves. Avery and Omar. Yeah. I always thought that was, I think it's true love. There, there's no chance. Young true love. True love. So, okay, well, uh, listen, guys. Yeah. If you guys are not feeling the season, you can always watch other TLC programming. Mm -hmm. the TLC is really reaching, reaching to the fringes with like, and this, these new shows, like one of them is about the Plath family and they're like all homeschooled kids and there are like a thousand of them. Um, there's DeGill's favorite show. Oh, my favorite show is Unpolished, where they take a <laughs> family and they take the Polish out of them. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not what that's it is? That's not what it is. What is okay. It? It's about a nail salon that the family runs uh -huh. and they're exceptional at nail art. Oh, Unpolished. Unpolished. Oh. Dopey. This, this whole time. <laughs> He's like... Unpolished. What do they do? Take the Polish out of people? <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. So stupid. 
All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Follow us on Instagram at 90 Day Fiance Podcast. I'm on Twitter at I am DeBay and DeGill. If you feel like rating us uh, the podcast, the, the, the maybe five star, uh, maybe rating, maybe review, maybe review, maybe rate, maybe one, maybe the other, maybe both, feel free to do so. We'd appreciate it.